This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, April 17th, 2023. I am Vince Russo. And this is Breaking Down the Attitude Era. And this week we are going to be looking at March 9th, 1998. Season 6, Episode 10. And this is coming to you from Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, There is a recap to open up this show. And... It really feels like the revealing of Mike Tyson as a part of DX last week, that really set off the road to WrestleMania. Because there is a recap at the beginning of this show, and we're really following um, three huge parts of the storyline. We're following Shawn Michaels and DX. We're following why Tyson made such a decision. And we are following what Austin's response to the decision is going to be. And that's all covered in the recap and a really heavy build for tonight as far as all three parties as we build to WrestleMania, which I believe at this time is about three weeks away. I had a pop, bro. On the open, man, somebody had a sign that said, I love Norman Fell, which popped me huge. Bro, you know who Norman Fell was? He was the dude on uh, Three's Company, bro, Mr. Roper on Three's Company. I don't know why somebody would have a sign like this, uh, but it did pop me huge in the opening of the show. We open up with Rock and Farouk. Again, Steve Blackman and Ken Shamrock. Bro, just look at the uh, just look at these two teams. Not only on paper, but in the ring. Look, look at these two teams and put them in today's mix. I I, I always do that, bro, because it kind of tells you where wrestling was and where wrestling is today. And you know, again, bro, I am not gonna be I am not gonna be the old man yelling at the clouds. Wrestling could go wherever it wants to go, bro. I, I literally could care less anymore. But um I'm just looking at these four individuals, Rock and Farouk and Steve Blackman and Shamrock, and these are just two very, very impressive team, four very impressive wrestlers. And again, they have story. Everybody has a story, man. If you want to point to the rest uh, to the Attitude Era and now, everybody had a story. We know uh, Rock wants to take over the Nation of Domination, even though he has never said that. It is very subtle, but it is growing more and more intense every week. A uh, black man is new to the scene, and uh, now he's he's teaming with an other wrestler very similar in Ken Shamrock. Um, also, throughout this match, Jr. is promoting the hell out of. We are waiting on the arrival 
of Stone Cold Steve Austin. DX is here, and we will also hear from Mike Tyson. One thing I was really noticing uh, about this match, bro, and you know this 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 show really isn't about the wrestling. It's about you know my writing of this show, but man, the the strikes and the kicks from everybody involved in this match were so precise and so tight and so crisp and so sharp. Man, when you go back and look at this and then you watch the current product on the same day, you just you just shake your head, man. Um, just the level of these wrestlers from today to uh, to then is, is unbelievable. But anyway, uh, during the beginning of this match, we are seeing there is some technical difficulties. And you guys always know what that means. Technical difficulties is an angle alert. Something's going on. Because I got to be honest with you, man. Technical difficulties were never really done well. Uh, They were always done very, very, very cheesy. I guess the best way to to make a technical difficulty um, be real, I think there are really two ways of doing it. I mean, when I'm watching TV and there's technical difficulties, there are two things. Either the picture freezes or it goes to black. Those are really the only two things. But here we've got the static and, uh, you know, so you know this is an angle um This is an angle alert. At the beginning, the announcers are no selling this, but then obviously they have to pay some uh, attention to it. I want you to notice something carefully, bro, because this turns into a brawl because you got the the members of the nation on the outside. They get involved. This is a brawl. The referee throws the match out. Bro, I think the first three matches on this show are freaking D. Cues. Why? Because casual wrestling fans don't give a shit. They want to see fighting. They want to see action. Clean finishes outside of a big buildup to a feud, bro. And then you go to a pay-per-view and you're asking people to pay money. Outside of that, bro, nobody gives a shit. So this match is thrown out, DQ'd. The story with The Rock and Farouk is continued on as once the fight clears, it's kind of left. The two left in the ring are um, Rock and Shamrock. And And Shamrock proceeds to get some heat on The Rock. And Farouk is keeping the rest of the nation up on the stage as they want to go to Rock's aid while Shamrock is beating his, his ass. And I am sure, bro, that this is absolutely positively something that we will follow up on next week. This is the second camera shot now of there is a camera on the arena door backstage. We are ra- waiting for the arrival of Stone Cold Steve Austin. From then we from there we go to DX music and entrance. Triple H comes out. Um, he they're going, we're going with that X-rated theme. WrestleMania is going to be X-rated. 
Uh, parents, you better ask your children for their permission. Discretion will be considered, but totally ignored. Um, so that's where I was going with that. Are we going to see something on WrestleMania that actually is X-rated? That's the uh, that's the hook. Cuts his promo on Owen Hart. He says that Sean is not here tonight. He's got other commitments. So we go to a shot of, of a Sean at a restaurant. Even me watching this, I'm assuming this is in San Antonio, Texas, but I'm asking myself, man, we are three weeks away from WrestleMania. How is Sean Michaels not on the show? And I'm trying to remember what happened. Was, was there an injury? There is no way in the world that we would not have Shawn Michaels on the show. So I'm actually trying to figure this out, and I had a lot to do with the writing of this show. Um, Shawn goes on to say, I did exactly what I said I was going to do last week. It's a stone called Steve Austin. He says that Austin is a fad. I like that phrase, man. I like that phrase of him saying Austin's a fad, a flash in the pan. Uh, People are going to get over him. Uh, compared to me, who is a landmark uh, and a cornerstone. That's funny, bro, because you got to think, did Sean mean that as a shoot? Um, Because obviously, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was no fad uh, from where we go from here. But uh, Sean cut a very powerful straight-ahead promo with Steve Austin and WrestleMania. from there, you know, the rest of the promo was really une- uneventful. Um, man, you know, Hunter said, said suck it. Um, bro, I, 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 gotta, I, I don't know if I'm losing my marbles. Well, I do know I am losing my marbles. But it kind of seemed like this was the first time that Hunter said suck it, where he actually said it. I don't know, but it was... Kind of weird. Um, we go to the back. Austin is on his way. So this is the tease, guys. This is the hook. Because you know, man, even if somebody goes to Nitro, they're going to keep coming back. Did Austin show up? Did Austin show up? Did Austin show up? Little, little easy, simple tricks. The cheesy technical difficulties uh, continue on. From there, bro, we go to a match with Owen Hart and Barry Windham. This is for the European title. Uh, uh, Hunter stays at ringside, and he goes on color. During the course of this match, China low blows Owen. The referee, I think it was Timmy White, um, catches Owen, uh, throws uh, the DQ, bro. DQ. But it should have been thrown out. Bro, I always have a big problem with throwing something out and DQing. Because obviously, China and Triple H are not in cahoots with uh, Barry Windham. China obviously did this on her own because Owen's in a feud with Triple H. This should have been thrown out. They DQ things that should not be DQ'd. So, but again... The thing to keep in mind is, bro, this is the second match of the night. Neither match has a non-finish, and nobody effing cares, bro. 
From there, bro, we go to the back and we see Mero and Sable. And Sable's kind of arguing a little bit like uh, with Mark. And we find out that tonight we're going to get a match with Mark Mero and Goldust. And I could have sworn they said Sable will be handcuffed to Luna. Uh, which I want to see that, bro. There's a lot of heat at the time between Sable and Luna. I want to see that. However, when we get to the match, they are not handcuffed to each other at all. So uh, I'm wondering, bro, if that was an issue with Luna, if, if perhaps I am only guessing now, Perhaps Luna felt like if I am handcuffed to Sable, I'm going to have to kill Sable. But they wound up not being uh, handcuffed to each other. So we're going to get into that a little later on. Uh, JR tells us he is going to find out from the source why Mike Tyson joined DX. From there, we go to a locker room interview with Lola, interviewing Kane and Paul Barra. And there are benches in the locker room, and they keep opening and closing, opening and closing, opening and closing. So now when we combine this with the technical difficulties, bro, this is cheesy and campy. I am not going to lie to you. This felt very cheesy and campy to me. But what we're really trying to tell the audience is the Undertaker is near. Just like Austin's on his way to the arena, The Undertaker is going to have an influence on this show. Even though done cheesy, I'm going to admit that, bro. Um, from there, we go to a match with um, Agula against Brian Christopher. The lights are flickering throughout the match. And get this, bro. Jerry Lawler. Gets involved in the match. DQ, bro. Brian Christopher is DQ'd. Three matches in a row. And I'm going to tell you something, bro. None of this shit was ever debated. None of it was ever debated. Because when you look at for all three of these matches that were, that were either thrown out or DQ'd, that's what would have happened. It was all plausible. It all made sense. Um, like I said, bro, back then when I was a kid growing up, uh, you didn't need clean finishes because the casual fans uh, knew that this shit was not real. So this is the third match in a row where there is not a clean finish. I, I God, man, I, I would love to know how far you would have to go back in modern day wrestling to find three matches in a row without a clean finish. Finally, bro, Austin is here. We see him enter the back door of the arena and walk right to the ring. Remember I said this, bro, on, on one of the raw reviews a couple of weeks ago when uh, Roman Reigns showed up and they should have had Roman walk right to the arena. That's exactly what we do with Austin here. Austin is here. He walks right to the arena. He's not wasting any time. He calls out Vince McMahon, and he pulls up a chair in the ring and says, I am not going anywhere until McMahon gets out here. So Austin basically is hijacking the show. 
Um, now Vince uh, starts sending his minions down. There's there's a line of people trying to talk Austin out of this. The first one is Jr. Jr. gets up from his announce seat, and uh, uh, Austin tells Jr. to sit his little cowboy ass down. Here comes the next line of defense, Blackjack Lanza and uh, Jerry Briscoe. This was weird, bro. You never saw Lanza on camera much. Um, and Lanza never took a bump. Never, ever took a bump, bro. I'm not sure if that was for medical reasons or, uh, you know, like Lanza just did not want to be on camera. I'm not sure exactly why. But uh, Lonzo was, uh, you know, barely on camera, never took a bump, but he goes down with Briscoe here. That doesn't work. Here comes Sergeant Slaughter. That doesn't work. Here comes Pat Patterson. That doesn't work. I love this, bro, because we are really milking this. Again, man, you got to remember, Nitro is on the other channel. Austin is in the ring. So the time Austin is on camera, we are really trying to stretch out. And I think we did a good job in doing this. Finally, Vince McMahon comes out. And Austin says to Vince, uh, I want you to tell me to my face that I'm not the world's toughest SOB because that's what Vince referred to Tyson as the world's toughest son of a bitch, and that stuck in in Austin's craw. Bro, that is very important, man, because that is detail. And you hear me talk about this all the time. Here, Austin took out one line of a Vince McMahon intro from almost three weeks ago. And it's like Austin is obsessed with that line. And he is sitting on that line for the last three weeks. Uh, Finally, he pulls it out here. And Vince tries to explain to Austin that this is a figure, that that was a figure of speech. That's all it was, bro. It it wasn't more than that. Um, Austin says to Vince, well, I got a freedom of speech for you. Gives him two birds right in his face. Um... Then Austin is trying to go, Vince, give me your best shot. Go ahead. Give me your best shot. Give me your best shot. Austin even rips Vince's jacket, just trying to taunt Vince, just trying to goat Vince into something. Um, Austin keeps throwing around the threat of him being fired because that's what we want the audience to feel. Um, is Austin not putting his hands on Vince? Because Austin does indeed know that Vince has the power to fire him, bro. From there, we go to Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. The technical difficulties are now weird happenings, um, according to the announcers. Um, The uh, Chainsaw Charlie Cactus Jack are wrestling the Quebecers. Austin still hasn't left ringside as this match is starting. Um, He is still out there. Again, milking Austin, bro. We we know at this point in time when Austin's on camera, nobody's going anywhere. Finally, he leaves. 
the New Age outlaw Brian James comes to the stage um, after the match. Um, the babies go over. There is a clean finish in this match, believe it or not. The babies go over. Brian comes out, cuts a promo. His arm is now in a sling, but from behind, a healthy Billy Gunn attacks Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. From there, bro, we go to an in-ring, in the ring with a Kane and Paul Bearer. Again, bro, now remember last week, Taylor, uh, a Taker has accepted the challenge. He will indeed meet his brother Kane at WrestleMania, and that's what this promo is. However, now there is a complete dark out. Lights out, bro. Lights come up. Taker is standing in the ring. Lights go down. L- l- lights go down again. They come up. Taker is gone. You know, bro, a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot of people, some people didn't like this hocus pocus stuff with Taker, but bro, this is supposed to be a dead man. Uh, Undertaker was definitely a gimmick. So doing hocus pocus with Undertaker, I never really minded. But you know, I I, I guess I can understand why people had some exception to that. But you know, Taker appearing is a huge pop. And then the lights go back down, come up, he's gone, which kind of keeps Taker mysterious, um, which I think was just very, very, very vital for that character. Finally, bro, we get to um, we get to the uh, main event. Well, I thought this was the main event. This is really odd, bro. This is really, really odd. I thought this was the main event because after this, there's a match with Triple H and Savio Vega that is never mentioned, that is never promoted, that is basically set up to go off the air hot with heat. Um, but I definitely feel this. there could have been a better setup for this. Um, but before that, we get... Goldust and Merrow, and here, here, here was the difference, bro. They were chained to the ring post. So Luna was chained to one ring post. Sable was chained to another ring post. Bro, I, I would have to think, knowing Luna, that Luna's gripe was probably, if you handcuff me to Sable, I'm going to have to kill her. And... um I bet you Sable probably felt a little uneasy um, handcuffed to Luna. Bro, Luna never liked Sable. Luna never liked, um, you know, the, the, the divas compared to the old school wrestlers. Uh, Luna was very traditional, and I understand all that. So Luna never really liked Sable to begin with. So that's probably why that did not happen. So both Luna and Sable are handcuffed to the ring post. There is a, there, there is a spot where uh, Mero is thrown into the corner, knocks the referee out. There is a double down. Now Dustin gets the key from the referee goes over to Luna and opens up her handcuffs. 
Luna, full-fledged attack. Sable, who is handcuffed to the ropes. Mero can't get to her. There's nothing Sable could do. And I got to tell you, bro, this was this was half-shoot. Uh, there is no question about this because Sable is yelling and screaming and fighting for her life while Luna is physically smearing her face with makeup. Um, there was very little acting involved here, bro. This was really raw emotion because Luna was probably doing it a little bit more aggressively than they should have been. And, bro, I got to tell you, the one thing about Sable, people could say whatever they want about Sable. Bro, Sable was not going to back down. I never saw Sable back down. I never saw, um, you know, Sable intimidated. Now, maybe she really was inside and maybe Mark, you know, taught her you cannot show that. Um, But she never appeared intimidated to anybody. And she had a lot of enemies in that locker room. So I got to give her credit for that. But anyway, Lunar Attacks um, smears all this paint on Sable's face, then throws water in her face. This is like a 100% humiliation spot. After this, we go to a interview in the back with Goldust and Luna, and they challenge Mark and Sable to a mixed tag at WrestleMania. I thought that's how the show was going to end, bro. I thought you were going to have a Sable attack there. And I thought that's how the show was going to end because there was never any promotion for, um, there was never any promotion for Triple H versus Savio Vega at all. From there, finally, bro, um, JR goes to his sit down interview with Iron Mike Tyson. And Tyson explains that he felt disrespected by Steve Austin. And he is not going to be disrespected by anybody. He doesn't care who it is. And that's why he formed an alliance with DX. So now, bro, we've got Triple H against Savio Vega. Um, Now, prior to this ring, security guards come out referees come out, agents come out. They surround this whole entire ring because they know Austin's coming. The audience knows Austin's coming. And nobody is disappointed because during the course of the match, Austin comes walking straight away at the ring. He stuns uh, Jerry Briscoe first, a referee second, and Savio Fega, who is fed to him by Triple H last. Finally, as Austin's coming up, we've got a swerve on top of a swerve on top of a swerve. Shawn Michaels is here, bro. I was kayfabe. Even I forgot. And Austin turns around and is met with sweet chin music right on the chin. He is dropped by the super kick for the second week in a row by Shawn Michaels. Remember, bro, when a super kick would actually lay people out? Do you remember those days? Uh, Then, bro, uh, um, China, Triple H, are holding Austin. Shawn goes for a steel chair. 
And bro, on Peacock, this goes to black. So if anybody has seen the original airing of this or has a tape of it, again, bro, it's March 9th, 1998, season six, episode 10. Tell me how this show ends. Because the thing is, as I said, bro, it goes to black, but at no time does JR or any of the announcers say, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. Oh, you know, holy crap. Blah, 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 blah. It's not sold that way. Sean's got the chair. He looks like he's about to wallop Austin. And on Peacock, it just goes to black. So I would really love to know how the finish played out live that night. And I know there are a lot of you that taped a lot of these episodes, man. If any of you have this, please email me at officialvintrusso at gmail.com and let me know how it ended. So there you have it, everybody. We are on our way to WrestleMania. We've got all our little stories going here, bro. We got, you know, we got Farouk and we've got um, Rock. And then we got Rock against Shamrock, which everybody's looking forward to. We're building up that match. We got Taker and Kane. Oh, by the way, can you imagine, bro, the first time these brothers are facing off, that's not the main event at WrestleMania. And then, of course, we got the drama with Austin, with Michaels. I want you guys to notice the heat, the heat, the heat, the heat. There is going to be going into that main event. I'm always talking to you guys about that, man. You want to see the baby face get his comeuppance. And that's that's what the big pay-per-views were for. So, guys, I will be back next week. I don't remember where this story goes, so I'm as eager to watch this show as you are. I will see you next week as we revisit the Attitude Era. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Have a great day.